Hey, and welcome to another episode of Adventures in Angular. This week on our panel, we have Subrat Mishra. Hello, hello. And Charles Maxwood from Top End Devs. Today, I'm going to be talking about some of the things that I'm putting together to help y'all with your learning journey and kind of explaining where I'm coming from. Hey folks, this is Charles Maxwood. I've been talking to a whole bunch of people that want to update their resume and find a better job. And I figure, well, why not just share my resume? So you, if you go to topendevs.com slash resume, enter your name and email address, then you'll get a copy of the resume that I use, that I've used through freelancing, through my, most of my career, as I've kind of refined it and tweaked it to get me the jobs that I want. Uh, like I said, topendevs.com slash resume will get you that. And uh, you can just kind of use the formatting. It comes in Word and Pages formats, and you can just fill it in from there. But before we get into all that, Subrat, you just moved recently. How's that going? Yeah, it's pretty good. I, it's, it's a pretty new country, uh, new experience. So I moved to Amsterdam for all, mm-hmm. all my li- listeners, I'm saying. So I moved to Amsterdam. So it's a pretty different culture from from india mm-hmm. uh, the weather is different the especially i like the winds a lot here <laughs> like it's always windy yeah you go in the morning <laughs> or the evening it's always windy so the temperature is around 11 but the field temperature is 7 or 8 mm-hmm. so right it's a huge difference due to the wind and lots of canals lots of water mm-hmm. so i i also got a house near the water so if I'm going to the rooftop, I'm seeing big ships and there is a free ferry to go from one part to another part. So those those things are pretty crazy. I cycle everywhere. I, you see a lot of cycles, like mm-hmm. hundreds of cycles if you go go anywhere. That's that's crazy. So it's a pretty good uh, good experience, pretty, pretty good country. So enjoying it till now. Yeah, I think I read somewhere that Amsterdam was the city with the highest number of bicycles per capita. So Yeah, yes. I think maybe the number, I don't know, but 23 million, I think 23 million people and 26 million uh, cycle. Yeah, well, I, I've lived in Europe. I didn't live in uh, Amsterdam. I've been to Amsterdam, but yeah. It, and it's it's a cool city to visit for sure. But uh, yeah, uh, most yeah, of the places I lived, there were a lot of people that, yeah, they just use their Psycho. bike to get around <laughs> yeah 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 so it's a city for everyone like a old person yeah. a, a a small one a, a, like a bachelor just before marriage also they are also coming here <laughs> to do the party and also for for experienced people i think also amsterdam i think netherlands government is trying to make it as a tech hub so all mm-hmm. the companies are also coming into so i joined in booking booking.com uh, in okay. Amsterdam, so that's my that's that's where I came to Amsterdam. But a lot of opportunity, lot of I think a lot of conference are also happening near around. So the best benefit is everything is close by. If you want to go to Germany, it's four hour train. If you go to Paris, it's three three to four hour train. So oh nice. I think yeah, Europe you can explore the whole Europe by staying here. Cool. Well, the topic, like I said, it's it's basically. Uh all the learning opportunities that are out there. I mean, I'm putting some of these together, but there's no reason why you can't find something similar in a lot of these areas that I'm working in. If you Mm -hmm. go look, it just depends on how much work you want to do and and things like that. But the thing that really got me started, and you could probably uh, fill in on this too, was so I got into programming and Ruby on Rails about 16, 17 years ago. And at the time I got in and I started going to some of the users groups. And at the same time, I was, you know, my first job I was just working with. So there was a, a Rails developer that was working where I was working. And he, he was kind of mentoring me while I picked things up. If, if anyone's listened to the Ruby Rogues podcast, it's Nate Hopkins. He was a host on there for a while. But most of the time I was working on client stuff. That was six months. And then I was working alone at a client. And I was just craving having a group of people that I could nerd out on programming stuff with, right? I wanted people mm-hmm. I could talk to Ruby about, talk about Ruby with. I wanted people who I could talk about career stuff with. I wanted people who just, it's like, hey, there's this neato whiz-bang thing with this kind of proprietary programming language that you can do awesome stuff with, right? I just wanted to explore it all. And I wanted people who were enthusiastic about stuff. And for the most part, I wasn't finding opportunities to work on that. 
And then the next job I got, I was on a team with and worked with a bunch of other people that literally just wanted to show up and collect a paycheck, right? So they, they mm-hmm. could code mm-hmm. and they liked it. But as soon as as soon as the workday was done, they weren't involved. And again, you know, I just I really loved programming and really wanted that. And so I've been looking for that community. And like I said, I kind of found it with the users groups and I kind of found it with some of the, like the discussion groups online. When Slack came out that, you know, there were some Slack channels that came up. But yeah, I was just I was really, really just dying to connect with people and I couldn't find it. And, you know, eventually, you know, I started the podcast and I kind of had some people that I could do that with every week. Right. But anyway, now that I'm kind of on the other side of this where, you know, I'm I'm fairly advanced in my career, I'm fairly well connected within the programming community and things like that. I had some things go down. I was kind of coasting just doing the podcasts and some stuff changed. And uh, it made me really reevaluate where I was at and what I wanted to do. And that that's kind of where a lot of this comes from. So I'm going to tell you two stories that kind of illustrate where I'm at and kind of the thinking behind this. And then I'll explain what we're putting together. And like I said, there's nothing stopping people from putting groups together wherever they're at. The, the difference is, is that because of the widespread nature of what I'm doing, I'm able to get some people that are maybe a little bit better known and, you know, organize a, a little bit more, a few more people around for, for folks to connect with. So the first story is effectively that job change between that first job and that second job. So I was working and it was my first programming job, right? I had like a year's worth of experience. It was a consulting shop. I was working at I was working for a company and they had looked at download.com and they wanted to build basically a clone of it. So that's what they were paying me to do. And a few people are aware of how businesses come to rely on things like the Google algorithm to get traffic. And this company was very much in that way. Their primary source of income was distributing music on the network that ran, what was it, Lime, Lime, what was it, LimeWire, something like that? Mm-hmm. Uh, Napster and some of those others. It, it was kind of in that era, a little after after that, you know, after Napster got shut down or whatever. But anyway, so I was working there, but they were the client, right? I was, I was contracted to them through my employer. And mm-hmm. they had promised me when they hired me, they're like, yeah, you know, we understand sometimes you wind up between job, uh, clients. And so we'll put you on the bench and we'll have you go kind of level up your skills and then we'll find you another contract. So anyway, the the Google algorithm changed. All their traffic went away. After a few weeks, it was pretty obvious that they weren't going to be able to recover from it. And, mm-hmm. You know, it basically sunk them, right? So they started mm-hmm. laying people off. And since I was a contractor, I was the first one to go. And so I remember walking into my boss's office and, you know, I interviewed with a few other clients that they had that were doing rails. And none of them would take me because I only had one year of professional experience under my belt. You know, and if you want to talk about imposter syndrome, I mean, that's it, right? It's like yeah. nobody wants me. No, Nobody. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I go in, right? And I'm expecting them to say, look, we're going to bench you for a few weeks. And then if we can't find your work, we're going to have to let you go. But in the meantime, make sure you're leveling stuff up and, and, you know, that you're doing the stuff that you need to do. And so I walk in and sit down with my boss and I'm ready to have this conversation. He looks at me and he says, we're going to lay you off. No warning. Just boom. So yesterday I had a job. Today I don't have a job. Right. And I had one year's worth of experience. And like I said, I'd I basically interviewed through them for a couple of other contracts that they could have put me on and nobody wanted me. And so I was freaking out. Right. Because if nobody wanted me through them, right, through people that they had a relationship with. Right. I had Nate Mm -hmm. vouching for me that I was good. I was like, I'm done, right? There's no way I'm going to get another job. Absolutely no way to get another job. At the same time, I had started doing the podcasts. And I had also started doing a video series called Teach Me to Code, where I was showing people how to build stuff with Ruby on Rails. And Mm -hmm. But I didn't know anybody. I knew people from the users groups. And, you know, I was going to go hit some of them up and see if any of their companies were hiring. But I didn't really have my hopes up because everyone was saying he's too new right? And the only way to not be new is to get more experience. <laughs> but to get yeah. more experience, you have to go get yeah. a job, right? And so... It's all the chicken, chicken and egg. Right. And so <laughs> I was, I, I went home and it was, it was our third wedding anniversary. So, you know, okay. my wife and I had been married for three years to the day, right? We had plans to go out to dinner that night and celebrate our mm-hmm. wedding anniversary. 
right? So I show up at home at like 10 in the morning, right? And, you know, I've got two little kids, we've got a mortgage and, and she looks at me, she's like, what are you doing home? And I was like, I got laid off. And she's like, well, what are we going to do? And I was like, I, I don't know, right? And, and I just, I, I had no idea what to do. And so I, I just, I went on the job board. And by the way, d- the job board isn't what I recommend people do these days to get a job, but I didn't know what I was doing. And so I went on the job board and I just started sending my resume to everybody, right? I mean, if they had a Ruby on Rails job open, you know, it was like Rails architect, right? We want somebody with 20 <laughs> years experience, even though Rails had only been around for like two, three years, right? Anyway, but I didn't know what to do. So I just started sending my resume around. I got a phone call that afternoon. Uh, from one of the companies I'd sent my resume to. And uh, the guy said, look, your resume looks interesting. You've listed your website on here with your videos. I haven't had a chance to check them out, but you've got a lot of stuff here. And I thought that I would call you up and see if you wanted to come in for an interview. And I was like, sure. So I drive down there, right? And it's it's right down the hill from my mom's house, actually, right by the mouth to Provo Canyon. And I, I get down there and, you know, I walk in and I'm thinking, these people, you know, I'm going to talk to them and they're going to, they're going to say, well, we looked at your resume and you're too new. I mean, I I fully expected that, right? So I go in and I sit down and a dude named Jared, he looks like he's 14. And he's, you know, he's interviewing me and talking about Rails. And, you know, and I'm, I, I loved, I loved programming and I loved Rails. And so I was just, the second we start talking about stuff, I'm just nerding out on this stuff. And so I walk out of there and I'm like, well, it didn't go horribly. We'll see how it goes. I was out of that office 10 minutes when he called me up and he said, he said, I wasn't sure about you. I looked up one of your videos and I watched it and you obviously know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And they, he's like, when can you start? And I was like, tomorrow. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so I went in the next day and within two weeks, I was the team lead on that team. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that was down to that enthusiasm and just, I was putting videos out and showing people what I knew. And so that's one thing, one area where I just, I want to show people because it it wasn't the traditional thing that got me that job, right? It was, it was the fact that I was doing the extra stuff. I was going the extra mile. I was taking control of my own learning journey and I was putting myself out there so people could see what I could do. That's what got me that job. And so the, the years of experience and the fact that my resume was really short, it didn't matter, right? It mattered to some people and I probably didn't get in the door with some of those folks. But it opened some of those doors. The other story that I want to tell is a little bit later on. So where do I start this one? So things kind of went sideways right before COVID hit. And I'm not going to go into all that either. I'll probably write a blog Mm -hmm. post about it at some point and just say, hey, here's what happened. But anyway, I I wound up having to get a full-time job, right? I, I wasn't having a whole lot of luck put some feelers out to see if I could find some contracts. And I think I probably would have found something within a few weeks. But a friend of mine was working for Morgan Stanley. He told me to come in for a job interview and then basically said, and I, it was funny because I, I had worked with him at two other places, but he he basically said, I can't do the interview with you because we're, friend, you know, we're friends. We already know each other. And he would have been my yeah. boss. And so I sat down with the people that he, that were doing the interview. And the second I sat down, they just looked at me and said, we love your podcast. And that was the interview. <laughs> you know, we just yeah, sat down I and did you, you know, what's it like to talk to DHH, you know? And again, you know, I kind of wanted to, I mean, that that's, that's where a lot of this has gone at this point. I got to the point where if I ran out of contract work when I was contracting, I would literally just say so on my podcast and I get phone calls, right? Mm-hmm. I had people call me up because they liked one of my video series and needed something built that looked sort of kind of like what I'd built on the video series. Or what Eric Berry had built on the video series before he handed it over to me. And so all of this stuff kind of came to a head and and has, you know, kind of worked out that way. One other thing that I want to talk a little bit about is that in a lot of cases, I've been able to meet people not because of the podcast, but just because I'm showing up in these other places. And by virtue of knowing these folks, a lot of times it opens up opportunities for me to go and be places and do things. I mean, I had somebody who listened to Ruby Rogues get a hold of me. He arranged an entire track at a conference. And then I wound up going on .NET Rocks podcast mm-hmm. with uh, Richard and, and Carl. And they, they were just doing a panel at the conference and they had an extra chair and they offered it to me. And so I wound up going on there. And that that relationship has borne a bunch of fruit, you know, where I've gone to a bunch of Microsoft events and interviewed their experts and things like that. Anyway, 
I'm not trying to go on and on about all the things that I've been able to do, but what I want to illustrate is that if you go out of your way and do a little bit of extra work, you can have a little bit different track to your career than I've got to go grind my nose against the grindstone for five years before somebody will look at me and go, oh, maybe you're a senior now, right? Senior developer. And then I've got to go Mm -hmm. grind another five years before somebody goes, oh, you're an expert now. We're going to hire you and pay you as an expert. Um, By virtue of the fact that I was consistently learning and I was consistently creating content, I was able to turn that into after a year literally after a year of professional programming experience, I was the team lead and I was mm-hmm. being hired as a senior developer after two or three. And, and so those are, those are the things that I'm talking about is what can you do to take control of your career so that at the end of the day, you can present yourself as the person who merits the kind of job, the kind of work, the kind of thing you want to be doing. Or if, if programming isn't like kind of the jam that you kind of see yourself focused on for the rest of your life, it at least provides you the kind of living you need so that you can do those other things, right? So maybe you want to travel Europe, right? So is it paying you enough to pay your bills and your travel expenses, right? Or maybe you have kids and you want to homeschool them, right? So are you finding work that is going to be flexible enough to allow you to do that? Or, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe you have a parent who needs extra help. I was in that position a few years ago with my dad. Is is the work situation flexible enough to allow you to take him to all of his doctor's appointments and, in my case, drive him to dialysis and go help him out when he needs help at at, at his house because my mom's at work, right? Mm -hmm. So whatever that is, right, you don't have to go and grind for five years in order to get that job. You can have it now if you can prove to them that you can solve the problems they have. And then the other thing is, is that, yeah, if you really enjoy this and you're passionate about it, there's nothing better than a group of people who are also passionate about it, right? Who you can get with. And then the last thing is, is that like I've worked at a couple of places that offer all kinds of benefits. They, you know, they give you all kinds of opportunities. They want you speaking at the conferences and nobody out there is teaching you how to take advantage of that, right? Nobody explains to you how to manage your retirement account that Mm -hmm. the company is providing to you. In the U.S., it's a 401k. I don't know what they call it in other places. Nobody explains to you how to communicate in specific ways on Slack unless your team comes up with some mechanism for how they want it done. Nobody teaches you how to demonstrate leadership so that you can get a promotion at work. Nobody explains to you necessarily how to use some of the new technologies that are out there unless you want to go out and buy a course, right? And then the other thing is, is how do I evaluate which ones are worth it? And usually I pick that stuff up by talking to people. And so I need that community. So that that's the other thing I'm looking to build is I want people coming in and going, oh, these are the people that I can talk to about this stuff. And finally, the, the whole learning journey as a whole is much easier if you have people who are moving in the same direction and working on the same kinds of things you are. So that, that kind of leads to where I'm at now. I've seen people, well, actually, I'm, I'm just going to open, open it up. I mean, is there anything you want to add to that? Uh, yep. So I think I can relate to a lot, a lot to what you are saying. I, I also had a similar experience. I will just add a small story. Like just before COVID, I was changing, uh, switching a company and I would almost got selected for, for a project, but that project shut down. So they told me that, we can't hire you for the project, but we'll have another round of interview. So what happened project-wise, they will take around seven rounds of interview. So I thought again, seven rounds. So I, I was just about to say, if they're going to do again seven rounds of interview, I will say no. I will mm-hmm. I will check somewhere else. But the manager called me and told me that I saw your videos and I saw that this guy knows the stuff. So he just explained me that when what the project is about and when I can join and all. So that's that simple for the next round of interviews. So that's uh, the one 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 of the my story of example at which video or content helped me to get the stuff. And another one thing is due to the YouTube or the content creation, I am able to join a podcast like your podcast. That that's also a pretty big opportunity for me. And through the podcast, I have I have like I might not have imagined of so many people I can talk with uh, up from so many geographical locations 
through which I got opportunity through the podcast. So obviously, if, if you are trying to achieve something through the passion, like things happen, like good things happen as a side mm-hmm. effect. So it, like, yeah, obviously, uh, someone can plan from the beginning, like this I want and it will be easier. But most of the case, I what I saw, like if you just do the things by uh, what you want, uh, good things happen uh, in mm-hmm. in the behind the scenes. So that's and once you like, like I think, like Steve Jobs states that you can con- connect the dots only in backwards. So, like if I'm thinking now, then I say, okay, this happened due to that, this happened due to that, and now I can connect the dots. This all yep. is, uh, like you. If you do something, you never lose. There will something you will gain in in future. Hey there, this is Charles Maxwood. I'm excited because I wanted to let you know about this thing that I pulled together that I had just, I've been dying to have this for years and I never felt like I could. And then I just realized that there's no reason why I can't. So um, I'm putting together a book club and we're going to read development focused books, career books, you know, uh, technical books, whatever. The first book that we're going to do is going to be Clean Architecture by Uncle Bob Martin. If you're not familiar with Clean Code or some of the other stuff that Bob has done, Check that out. I've also talked to him on the Clean Coders podcast, which is on Top End Devs. But uh, yeah, we're going to get on. He's going to show up to some of our meetings. And what I'm thinking is we'll probably have like five or six people uh, part of the conversation along with Bob and I at the same time. And we'll just uh, so somebody can come on, they can ask their question and then we'll just rotate people through. So we'll we'll mute one person, unmute another person when it's their turn to come on and, and be part of the discussion. So we'll do that for like an hour, hour and a half. And then the other part of it that I'm putting together is just kind of a meet and greet gather area on Gather Town. And so after the the meetup and the call, what we'll do is we'll all go over to Gather Town and you can just log in, walk up to a group and have a conversation. And that way we can all kind of get to know each other and and make friends and, and get to know people across the world. Uh, one thing that I'm finding is that, yeah, the meetups are starting to come back, but a lot of people don't have the opportunity to go to a meetup. And I really want to meet you guys and talk to you. So we're going to put all that together. It'll all be part of that book club. You can go to topendevs.com slash book club to be part of it. And I'm looking forward to seeing you there. The first book club meeting will be in December, the beginning of December. We're starting the first week of December. and um, you'll also be part of the conversation about which book we do next. I have one in mind, but I want to see where everybody's at. So there you go. Yeah, I agree. I think some things they'll materialize if you put out there that that's what you want. Mm-hmm. And some things materialize because you're doing the things that connect you to people in the right ways, make them identify with you or give you a chance to, you know, to meet and to know them. And then those opportunities come up, even though those weren't the ones you were looking for. And yeah, yeah there's there's a ton of of power to that. And and that's kind of been my experience, too. Right. So like going to the Microsoft events and, and doing the podcast episodes and being involved in all of that stuff, that wasn't something I was looking for. And it came out of me going to the what was it? Tech tech ed something. Anyway, it was in Vancouver. You know, but that wasn't even an opportunity that I was looking for. It was just something that, you know, James Kovacs had the opportunity and and created for me. Right. And, you know, and I'm grateful to him for that. And so anyway, it's yeah, that's exactly the case. You know, in other cases, now I'm looking to to deliberately create a community where these things are available. And and so I can work toward that and create some of the opportunities to lead to that. But that doesn't mean that some of these other opportunities aren't going to come up, right? Mm-hmm. And yes. so, so yeah, there's there's a bit of both. But yeah, I mean, most of it just is down to what do I need to, you know, what can I do to, you know, create those opportunities? And so anyway, uh, kind of leading back to this, this uh, story, there are a couple, there's one more kind of uh, scenario I want to walk through. And that is that, so for the last, I don't know, like eight years, I've been in a mastermind group. And the the mastermind group that I've been in, it's just the same, about 10 people, right? And some people have dropped, come in and left, right? But, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's a core of like five or six people in that group that that we've been in for a while and, and really know each other. And and so we connect on a regular basis and we kind of talk through life and things like that. Not specifically this area of career. We talk about our careers, mm-hmm. but they don't have the expertise to help me build this, right? But they help me build the rest of my life. And, and it's awesome. And there are several groups within the organization that the mastermind's part of. And one of the guys that used to be in there, 
reached out to me and he was building something for entrepreneurs. And what he wound up doing is he wound up creating a group where you get you get some courses that are they're part of the the membership. And then you also get access to calls twice a week, right? And so mm-hmm. the calls can be about anything, right? Usually at least two of them every month are Q&A calls, right? And so he just coaches people through stuff, right? And I've been doing that. I've been coaching people through starting technical podcasts about leveling up in their career, how to get a promotion or a raise at work, or you know, find a job that's going to give them what they want, s- certain levels of job satisfaction, uh, getting out there and meeting people. I've introduced people to influencers out there or open source contributors to major projects that you know I feel like are mutually beneficial to the person I'm introducing and the open source contributor, if that makes sense. And so I've been able to do a lot of that work and create opportunities for other people through a lot of that. And so I want those same kinds of calls and I, I want to be able to offer that to more people. And so for a while I was doing coaching, right? So you just pay a monthly fee for coaching and, you know, and I would just sit down and every week we'd get on the call and I'd ask where you were at and if you'd done the stuff you'd committed to last week and we'd get into, okay, what are you going to do this week? And a lot of it was focused, like I said before, around building a podcast and building an audience. But there are a lot of ways mm-hmm. to build an audience and it doesn't have to be podcasting. It's just that that's where I've spent most of my effort. Yeah. So so we're going to do the Q&A calls, right? And so if you're stuck on something in your career, I know a lot of creative ways to get around it, right? If you want to be a senior developer and you only have two years worth of experience, we can get you there in six months. I promise you, if you will do the work, we can get you there, right? If you want to start a podcast, if you want to start speaking at conferences, if you want, right? And the the other thing that's terrific about it is that we'll have a bunch of people on the call. And if I don't have the answer, odds are good that somebody else on the call will. And just to illustrate that, so I was on one of the calls yesterday for this entrepreneurial group, and the main presenter was talking about setting up memberships. And I've tried every membership platform under the sun, and they all suck, and that's why I'm building my own, right? And so so she was covering each of the different platforms that she's used, right? And there was one that I hadn't used, didn't have all the features I wanted. But if you were setting up a basic membership, it looked really, really good, right? But she was talking through it. And then I was just chiming in through the chat. You know, if it was like she'd talk about one platform and she'd tell her experience with it, which was usually pretty close to mine. And then I'd mm-hmm. say, oh, and there was this and this and this that I liked and this and this and this that I didn't, right? And so it, I was able to add to the conversation just due to my experience. And that's what I've seen with a lot of these, where if it's kind of an open call, which is kind of what I want, then then that's an option. I'm also putting together the book club and we're doing Clean Architecture by Uncle Bob Martin as the first mm-hmm. book. And I know Bob, right? We, we do a podcast together. And so, so I was like, hey, do you want to be part of this book club? And he's like, I don't know if I can make it every week, but sure. And so he's going to show up to some of the calls about his book, right? In January, in December, mm-hmm. and January. But again, you know, then we get a bunch of people and we're all thinking about the same things and talking about the same concepts and moving forward on these topics that are going to help us in our careers, right? Because if I can help devise better, cleaner architecture, then I can write more maintainable code, you know, and I I have something more to offer to my employer or future employer than than where I'm at now. Or if I wind up building my own thing, I can do a better job there. But yeah, you know, so... The, the calls there. The other thing is, is I want to do a call every month for each of the shows, right? So I want to do an Angular-specific call. And the other thing is, is I don't have to lead it, right? I, if, if there's something that I think I have to add, right, to the conversation with Angular, then I may lead it. Or if you have something that you think people need to understand, then you may lead it. Mm-hmm. Or there's, mm-hmm. uh, I, I could see, like, they come out with a new version of Angular, right? So they come up with Angular 99 or whatever. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so everybody just jumps on and just talks about their experience after playing with it for a little bit, right? However that works, but, you know, having having that open conversation so that people can be a part of it, you know, so we'll do JavaScript and Ruby and Angular and React and Vue and Elixir and DevOps and machine learning and I'm probably forgetting one or two, right? But all those will, you know, we'll, we'll probably have a careers one because I'm going to start a careers podcast, right? And I'm also looking at starting a leadership podcast, so we'll do that, right? And so we'll, we'll have those meetups every month that people can come in and participate in, be mm-hmm. part of the conversation. And we'll record them and we'll put them out so people can watch them, right? So, yeah. so that's kind of the main thrust. But I feel like that's only a, a small part of getting to know people and learning. So the other thing I want to do is when I was 
brand new at Ruby on Rails, there was a video series out there called Railscasts. I don't know if you're familiar with them, but Ryan Bates, what he did is he put out a video every week and it was like a 10 minute video and it just showed you how to do something in Rails, right? Mm -hmm. And then he upped it so that there were two videos that went out every week and one of them was paid, right? So you paid for a subscription and you'd be able to get it. And so I, I want to do that for each of our areas as well of, of expertise. And then maybe some others that aren't specific to a podcast. So what I'm imagining is like, we'll have a JavaScript series where they talk about, you know, hey, here's how to do promises in JavaScript, or here's how to use RxJS for a few weeks, right? And then, you know, same for Angular, same for Ruby, same for, you know, maybe a Ruby one and a Rails one, even though we only have one podcast, right? And then I could also see like a TypeScript series, mm -hmm. right? And again, so then it's, hey, I'm learning something new every day, even if it's just watching, you know, 10 minute video yeah. on the deal. And then from there, I can imagine putting together like retreats, right? So maybe we put together a retreat in in uh, Amsterdam or in Netherlands, right? Mm -hmm. And anybody who's in Europe can come out, right? I mean, it's not part of the membership. You'd have to pay to come, but then we can get together in person and help you with your career or, you know, help you advance in your open source contributions or speaking or where, you know, wherever your career is going to take you, right? And then, you know, we do some in the U.S., which is easier for me. But, you know, mm -hmm. I, I want to make these opportunities available to whoever can come, right? And so I kind of see all of those as just opportunities. But I want to create opportunities for people not just to excel in their work, right, with the, with the calls and the meetups and the, uh, the videos and things like that. But I also, and if people, people don't want the full Monty, you know, I'm going to make it available so you can just sign up for the series that you're interested in. But I, I feel like you'll, you'll succeed more if you're able to connect. That's also why I'm putting together the online conferences next year. You know, so Angular's in April, JavaScript's in March, Careers is in January. But anyway, so I'm trying to create those opportunities. And if you're a member, you'll get discounts on the conferences. But mm -hmm. all of this stuff, you know, it's it's there so that you can be with these people who really love what they do, love being a part of this community. And you can we can all kind of grow together and and create the, those opportunities. And that that's kind of the big thing, right? But some of the meetups, I should say, or some of the weekly calls are also going to be on topics that are not technical, right? So I mentioned mm -hmm. like, what do I do with 401k? Well, we'll have an investment expert show up and talk about investing your retirement funds, right? Yeah. We'll have an expert show up and talk about networking or submitting talks to conferences or, right? So these aren't things that you're going to do at your job, but they're things that are going to be important to your career or your life goals and, mm -hmm. and help you get where you want to go. You know, maybe have somebody come in and talk about building and launching a SaaS product. Mm -hmm. You know, so, so all of these things, you know, I have a lot of friends that are in the freelance space. So, you know, maybe somebody can come in and talk about getting started with freelancing. Or maybe I can do it. I, ha I have, you know, I, I did that for a long time. So anyway, so that's what I'm creating. And, and I want this to be a community, right? And I want it to cover the things that are going to help people move ahead. And I, I feel like if we have this, if we have some opportunity for people to get together and connect and talk and work through some of this stuff and explore some of the options in some of these areas, that we can give people the tools to create a fulfilling career instead of creating one where you grind it out until you get to the next level and then realize that there's another level to it that offers even more stuff and you just wind up back in the same grind again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this uh, what I what I want to say is what I what you are trying to build will give a pretty big boost to the start of a career or or if someone is switching their career as well. Like if I remember in, when I start, there's not much content on YouTube as uh, there are today's and there's not much uh, communities as, as has been built as it's uh, today. So, and it's pretty easy. Like if you start something, lot, uh, people are talking everywhere, every topic and always community helps a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, to be honest, I... I got to a solution. Most of the time I got to, I got the solution while discussing that with someone. I don't know how, but it, it happens with me. Like if I just try to discuss the problem with someone in, in, in the moment of discussion, I, I get the solution of, solution of that. So having a community discussing with the, uh, the problem or getting the knowledge from, from seniors who already done that, who already crossed the path 
and they can sweep the straight line just go where go this way and you will reach reach your destination pretty fast mm-hmm. this always this will always help and i think the what you are building will will help a lot of people yeah well and that's the whole point right is you know just to kind of hark back to some of the stuff that i went through a few years ago right so you know the end of 2019 um i had a bunch of people come after me on twitter and that's when I started to evaluate where I was headed, right? Because I felt like I was making a difference out there in the community. We were doing the podcast, but as time went on, especially after, you know, we went through all the stuff with COVID, I realized that a lot of people are really still stuck, right? And we cover technical topics and a lot of times career topics on the podcast. But mm-hmm. I want to I want to lift as many people up as I can and help them recognize the opportunities that they have and show them the way to do it, right? Because a lot of this stuff too, it's not, like I talk to people about starting a podcast and they're like, well, I don't have time. And I'm like, you could do a 10 minute podcast twice a week and it won't take you a ton of time, right? And so I want to show people that these opportunities are available to them, even if they're constrained on time or location or language or things like that. We're starting to see more content come out in other languages for programming. Mm-hmm. And those are right. opportunities that are gold, right? Because there's not a lot there, right? In Spanish or, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, some of the European languages where those languages are only spoken in a handful of countries. And so that there are a lot of opportunities out there that people just aren't taking advantage of. That if, if you became the Italian programmer podcast mm-hmm. or the Dutch programmer podcast, right? If you, if you speak Dutch, right? Yeah, it's not spoken all over the world, right? I think there are a few places that Netherlands colonized that, you know, may still speak some Dutch, Mm -hmm. but there are millions of people that live in that country that may not speak good English or be able to understand English very well that you could speak to and you can build the kind of following there that is going to give you the opportunities you want because most of the opportunities you want are available in Netherlands, right? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's anyway that those are the doors that I want to open for people and then just, again, help figure out, OK, so I'm building a, my personal brand. And the other angle is, is I'm also learning the skills that I need. Right. And so there's a directed way that I teach people to do that so that they're picking up what they need to in order to achieve the things they want. Right. So they can go into a job and it's I know who you are. I know how capable you are. And I can see that you've consistently been learning and you've picked up the skills that we need. And so I don't care that you've only been doing this for a year or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like it's always uh, I, I again, I, I like to repeat, it's always good to have a community which which will help. Yeah, which can help. And I think, uh, like you point on the regional languages, I think it's um, it's pretty pretty good. Like mostly from India, I got a request uh, from a lot of people. Like, uh, can can you please explain this in Hindi? So I just mm-hmm. write them in the comment uh, comment about about that in Hindi. And so India is a different type of country, but but yeah, uh, for for a lot of country, there are a lot of people with with the same. Um, same regional language, like you just have example of Dutch. So here, if someone want to do, I think in the last last podcast, uh, someone came as a GD. He is trying to write the content in French. Mm-hmm. I was listening um, that podcast, uh, and I was just thrilled about like how regional language can help a lot of people, at least who who all are starting their career and they don't know much much English uh, initially. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I kind of the next thing that I want to just point out on this is that I am putting courses up that, that people can take mm-hmm. on specific things just and most of it's just depending on where I think people are and what they need. And so the first course that I'm putting up that if you're a member, you can get it or you can just go buy the course is the ultimate resume and cover letter guide. And the mm-hmm. reason is, is because at least here in the US, we're seeing a lot of places lay off staff, including programmers. I mean, Elon Musk took over Twitter. I'm not going to dive into the politics of that. That is a, <laughs> yeah. That's a quagmire that I'm just not going to get into. And I think there's a lot that remains to be seen in that situation. But they laid off a bunch of people, including programmers, right? Yeah. Facebook announced, or Meta, whatever. They announced they're laying off a whole bunch of people, right? Twilio did it a month or two ago. 
you know, and it's just kind of across the board. A lot of these companies are saying, hey, we did a lot of the speculative work, but we're not going to pay for that right now. And so these Mm -hmm. people are out there looking for work, right? And so, hey, all right, well, let me help you with your resume and cover letter, right? And so maybe if this continues as a trend, maybe I'll put together an interviews course, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I'm also working on rewriting my job search book, right? And so those are the next few things that I'm looking at having come out. Um, And I also feel like the book club is an opportunity that gives people the chance to, when they go into an interview, say, I'm involved in this book club for this, for clean architecture. And that that says a lot to employers about the kind of initiative you're willing to take. And so, you know, all of these things, that's the kind of content that I want to put out too, is, okay, you know, let's let's put you in the best position to, to put your best foot forward so that you, if you're one of these people that got laid off, you're not out in the cold very long before you're back in a position that's working for you. Yep. I think it's going everywhere, like um, yeah. a lot of lays off. And- yep, it is. And a lot of times it's not really your fault, right? You're, you're just mm-hmm. working on the thing that they decide they don't need attention on right now. And so it doesn't mean that you're bad at your job or that you were the lower person on the totem pole or anything like that. It just means mm-hmm. that they don't need the work you're doing anymore or they don't think they do. And yep. so they're going to lay you off. And anyway, it's it it sucks and I feel badly for these people. But yeah, if there's something that I can do to do it, you can also just get my resume template for free at topendevs.com slash resume. I basically just took my resume and took my cell number off of it. So mm-hmm. anyway, so that that's kind of the, the areas that we're looking at advancing in. And yeah, you know, you could get on the Q&A call and say, I sent my resume around to a whole bunch of people and I'm not getting calls back. What's going on? And we could do a resume review or talk about who you're approaching or, you know, anything like that. And and that's what I kind of imagine those calls are going to be is five to 10 minutes of live coaching just to help you get unblocked so you can, you know, move on to the next stage of things for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's the uh, resume is a pretty important thing. I think once you get into a company, you will you find a way, like way in and how to deal it. But a lot of companies, I think, Getting a call for an interview is is pretty hard. Yeah, uh, for a lot of a lot of people, I think it's a kind of a mess. Uh, it's kind of a mess nowadays because the algorithms are developing day by day, and they are also kind of experimenting on the algorithms for the for the resume. Mm-hmm. And it's happened with with a lot of people like that. Um, some resume got a lot of calls, and some some didn't got any calls. I think it all, all depends on what keywords we are using and how the algorithm which the company is searching for matches together. So for a, I, yeah, as you told, expert help will always be a good push to the resume to get calls. At least. And then yeah. then it depends on the person how to, how to pre- represent yourself in the interview. Mm-hmm. Yep. But what I find is that there's some common mistakes that people make and then sometimes mm-hmm. it's just there's something specific that you left off your resume or that you put on your resume that is hurting your opportunities. And so just by mm-hmm. having a look at what you're doing, a lot of times it's, okay, just tweak these couple things and then you're good to go. So, yeah, yeah. And that's the kind of coaching that I want to provide, right, is, okay, well, you've kind of gone and picked up kind of the general advice that's out there right? That's true for most people and it's still not working. Well, what individual tweaks can we do to specifically Mm -hmm. what you're doing that that will open the door? So anyway, if people want to sign up for this, what I've decided to do is eventually I'm planning on charging like 150 bucks per per month Mm -hmm. for a membership. And then I'll probably have a lighter version that gets you access to just a couple of the calls every month if you want to do that for like 75 bucks. But if you want the full membership that gets you access to everything, all the courses that are part of the membership, all the calls, the conference discounts, the the whole nine yards. You get my resume course right off the bat because it's part of the membership. Right now, it's $39 on topendevs.com slash sign up. And so, yeah, you just jump in and click the button and go sign up. And then what I'm going to do is every time we reach 20 people that have signed up at that price, I'm going to raise it $10 until we get to the $150 a month. So if you're one of the first 20 people, you'll get it for $39. If you're one of the next 20 people, you get it for $49. We'll just we'll just move it up until we get to $149. So so that's the deal. This is the first podcast I'm putting this out on. So, okay. you know, you all are going to get that opportunity ahead of everybody else. And yeah, if you if you have any questions, you can just email me. 
Um, actually, me and my team at support at topendevs.com and we can answer any questions you've got. But yeah, that that's the deal. So yeah, looking forward to seeing people sign up and I'm excited to see where things go from here. But yeah, that's kind of where things are headed. Yeah, pretty cool. I think you have planned for a pretty good journey ahead, like for all of all the people who will sign up. Yeah, and that's what I want. You know, I, I want to see people leveling up because that's, mm-hmm. honestly, that gets me off more than the money, right? I, I get really excited yeah. when it's like, hey, look, we, we put our heads together and we really move the needle for you. That gets me excited, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, Making another 40 bucks a month, I mean, it's nice, but, mm-hmm. you know, and I need it to pay the bills around here, but that's not what gets me up in the morning. It really isn't. So mm-hmm. as far as any of that goes, I'm really just looking to, you know, make my rent, right? And and be able to put as much time as I can into the people who sign up. So there you go. Yeah. Have you ever wished that you had a group of people that were just as passionate about writing code as you are? I know I did. I did that for most of my career. I'd go to the meetups. I'd try and create other opportunities. And it was just really hard, right? The meetups, I got some of that, but they were only like once or twice a month. And it was just really hard to find that group of people that I connected with and, and really wanted to, you know, talk about code a lot, right? I mean, I love writing code. I think it's the best. And so I've decided to create this community and create it a, a worldwide community that we can all jump in and do it. So we're going to have two workshops every week. One of those or two of those every month are going to be Q&A calls, right? Where you can get on, you can ask me or me and another expert questions. Uh, the rest of them are going to be focused on different aspects of career or programming or things like that, right? So it'll go anywhere from like deployments and containers all the way up to managing your 401k and negotiating your benefits package. Well, we'll cover all of it, okay? And then we're also going to have meetups every month for your particular technology area. So we have shows about JavaScript, React, Angular, Vue, and so on. We're going to have meetups for all of those things. I'm going to revive the freelancer show. We'll have one about that, right? So you can get started freelancing or continue freelancing if that's where you're at. And I'm working on finding authors who can actually do weekly video tutorials on something for 10 minutes that's related, again, to those technology areas so that you can stay current and keep growing. So if you're interested, go to topendevs.com slash sign up and you can get in right now for $39. When we're done, that price is going to go up to $75. And the $39 price gets you access to two calls per week. The The full price at $150, which is going to be $75 over the next few weeks, that price is going to get you access to all of the calls and all of the tutorials and everything else that we put out from Top End Devs along with member pricing for our remote conferences that are coming up next year. So go check it out, topendevs.com slash sign up. All right, well, let's go ahead and do some picks and then we'll wrap it up. Do you have some picks? You have some things you want to shout out about? Yeah, so I think I'm just going through again with the JavaScript, uh, new things that happen like the proxy symbols and those things. So I'm just reading the MD and docs uh, for nowadays just to recap my what I have left on like not using in, uh, mostly those methods are we're not using in the, in our day-to-day code but once you get the knowledge then you'll start start using them so I like to pick the JavaScript documentation uh, go ahead and read it if you have some time and I would also like to say here like uh, maybe for a long time, I haven't put any video on my channel, like due to the movement uh, from India mm-hmm. to here, a lot of things happened. I, I need to move stuff here and there. So soon I will record and, and put, the, put the video. So I'd like to shout out about that as well. Awesome. Yeah, get those videos out and let us know so we can promote them. Yep. All right. Well, I usually do a board game pick and I've got a doozy today. So mm-hmm. if you like the games where you kind of get to go explore the game and then work together to win. We played this on Sunday with some friends of ours. My wife and I did. Uh, The game is called Betrayal at House on the Hill. Came out in 2004, Mm -hmm. so some folks may have played it. Board Game Geek has a weight of 2.39. My sister actually brought this game over and we played it a couple of times with my kids and they all enjoyed it too. So it's a little complicated for my six-year-old, but my 11, 10, 11 year old, he, he was fine, right? Everybody else older than that could pick it up, 
it board game geek says it runs about an hour but it really kind of depends on the game you end up with so just to give you kind of a, a summary the premise of the game is that you're a bunch of kids that go to explore the haunted house on the hill and i think it's based mm-hmm. on like a book or a video game or something but anyway you go into the house and you can explore the house right so you can move through the rooms and you pick up different items and stuff as you as you go through the house and um you also pick up what are called omen cards and the omens are basically items but the difference is is that you roll the dice to see if the haunting starts yet when you get one and when the haunting mm-hmm. starts it'll it semi-randomly selects which haunting you're dealing with, right? So mm-hmm. you could have any number of different scenarios that you're trying to win from. Um, most of the hauntings, one of the players winds up being the the betrayer. And so mm-hmm. then it's everybody versus them. But they usually wind up with like monsters or minions or, you know, some other or, or superpower that helps helps them fight and i found that a lot of them are pretty well balanced right so it's it's just down to you know who can basically outmaneuver the other but yeah so then you're moving around and finding items and trying to complete your end of things and so yeah if if the heroes escape then they win and if the betrayer captures or kills or whatever other win condition they have right then they win and so uh anyway it it's really really fun and you can play it over and over again and you get a different game every time and so mm-hmm. yeah so I, I really like that uh and so i'm going to pick that betrayer at house on the hill and then i've kind of talked through a lot of this stuff uh already as far as what i'm building out so i'm going to skip that um i've been listening to a book called what is it lodestar it's the fourth book in the series from oh, what's it called keeper of the lost cities and like i said it's kind of a uh, it's kind of a juvenile fiction magic elves book it's mm-hmm. fun i mean it's not brandon sanderson but it's it's good so there was something else i was going to pick and i am blanking on it anyway I, I guess i'll just wrap it up there one other thing that i'm looking to do within the next week or so is open up a forum for members in top end devs so that mm-hmm. you know and and it's going to be it's going to be what you expect right as far as like discussing angular or ruby or react or whatever but it's also going to have discussion and prep notes for each of the podcasts, right? So we'll invite our guests in and give them access to the forum so they can post and interact. But we'll also have topic areas where you can suggest topics or guests and people can upvote it. And mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm working on putting that together. So if you want to be a part of that, then you can jump in with that as well. Yeah, and then we also have a Slack channel. And if you if you get an account but don't sign up for a subscription, you can get into the Slack channel. It shows up on your dashboard. So... Anyway, those are my picks. Thanks for coming, Subrat. I'm sorry I talked a lot, but I'm super yeah, excited about this. Yeah, so. it's pretty good. Tech. All right, well, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. And until next time, folks, Max out. Bye-bye. Bandwidth for this segment is provided by Cashfly, the world's fastest CDN. Deliver your content fast with Cashfly. Visit C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y dot com to learn more.